time for the E21 Go Sports Podcast. Now, here's your host, Easton Durant. Hello and welcome to E21 Go Sports. I'm Easton Durant. And in today's episode, I'll be talking about the commissioner's finding on the Astros Red Sox scandal, LeBron James on people talking about the season being canceled, and other sports news. A couple days ago, the commissioner's uh, decision on the Red Sox investigation came out, and this is what he found. He found that JT Watkins, the Red Sox video replay system operator on at least some occasions during the 2018 season uh, utilized the game feeds in the replay room in violation of MLB regulations to revise sign ceilings, sign sequence information that he had permissively provided to players prior to the game. He also found it unlikely that the Astros 2017 conduct in which players communicated to the batter from the dugout area in real time, the precise type of pitch about to be thrown I, that's the thing is there are obvious signs of them doing it. The trash can being banged, the Jose Altuve not wanting his uh, jersey ripped off, the things that look like the buzzer going up the jersey and on the bat. And also there's, they, it was in real time. It had to have been, there was no way that it was happening. And he, they found that Watkins' conduct by its very nature was far more limited in scope and impact. The information was only relevant when the Astro, when the Red Sox had a runner on second base, which was 19.7% of plate appearances league-wide in 2018. And Watkins communicated signed sequence in a manner that indicated that he had decoded them from the in-game uh, feed and a small percentage of those occurrences. So what they're saying is, is that he was able to figure out what signs were being thrown, decode them, and tell them before the game. Before they went up to the plate, he told them what to look for. That if they were that successful in doing it, then how would you be able to know, okay, I need to look for this, I need to look for this, see what see what he's doing, see that see you see that shoulder movement? Okay, that could be it. When you go up to a plate, you're not thinking about that. There's no way you could think about that and be able to hit off if a ninety mile an hit a, a ninety mile an hour pitch. There's just no way. And I do think that I think that it was real time, but the in both situations it had to be in real time. And. He said that he did not find then-manager Alex Cora, the Red Sox coaching staff, the Red Sox front office, or most of the players of the 2018 Red Sox knew or should have known that Watkins was utilizing in-game video to update the information they learned from this pregame analysis. Communication of these violations was uh, episodic and isolated to Watkins and a limited number of the Red Sox players only. How? He... How does how does it say that they didn't know what was happening? Oh, I don't know that he's telling me that this pitch is coming. Of course you know. Because if he t- told you what pitch is coming, then you know what pitch is coming. And they also said that it only worked on uh, players running it uh, on second. Well, how else do you think they got on second that many times? And they're saying uh, they weren't on second that m- much, but that's a run. If they're able to cheat when there's a runner on, that's a run. A hit into play is a run. 
Nat- for me, natural sign stealing is okay. So, like, if a pitcher is tipping a pitch and everyone can see what is happening and, like, the catcher is not hiding his fingers that well so you can see what signs he's putting down, that is 100% okay. Because that is with your eyes, you can see it, and the only time that you can probably see it is if there's a runner on second base and that's just the pitcher and the catcher's fault. Whereas this, technology, they were basically figuring out what exactly happened every single time that he came up to the plate. And every single time that they that it happened. Also, what makes me almost more mad is that they didn't even they barely punished them. All they did was take all they did looking at the uh this these are the penalties, discipline. JT Watkins shall be suspended for the 2020 season and 2020 postseason. When Watkins returns from the suspension, he will be prohibited from serving as a replay room operator during any game for the 2021 season and 2021 postseason. The Red Sox will forfeit their second-round selection in the 2020 first-year player draft. Alex Cora will be suspended through the conclusion of the 2020 postseason for his conduct as the bench coach of the Houston Astros in 2017. He is basically saying that he only cheated once. If Alex Cora, a bench coach in 2017, was able to win a World Series, get a get a coaching job as the Red Sox coach, he would continue to cheat. There's no way that he would just pause, just stop cheating. Oh, I made it. I made it to the top. Here I am. I'm okay. I don't want to win anymore. I don't want to cheat to win anymore. There's no way that happened. And isn't it only, isn't it, is anyone else suspicious at all that they use the exact way that the Astros cheated to help them? And he was one of the people who organized the, uh, who organized the Astros cheating. So of course he's going to organize the, uh, Red Sox cheating. Cause why would you, why would you not? If something is working for you then you're going to continue to go back to it to win. Whereas, like, if, you, if you're if you finding a player who you can win with, with the Astros, you're going to want to try and get him when you're the coach of the Red Sox. It's basically the same exact thing. And then for the Astros to say that in 2016 that an Astros front office intern... I feel like they're going after the lowest, the, the person who is in the lowest position, so that way they can't suspend anybody who's in a higher position. Same thing happened with the Patriots for the uh, Deflategate. They they tried to go after the ball boys who were deflating the game, who were deflating the balls. But why would they deflate the balls for Tom Brady of the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship? Why would they do that? What does it what does it help them? They're ball boys. It's not like it's gonna they're not gonna they're gonna get anything from it. And then the Astros uh the Astros got Carlos Beltran to sign a one year deal and he tell he told the Astros that their approach to sign ceiling is behind the times. So what he's saying is that basically other teams have way better ways to steal to steal the signs 
And then Cora, uh, Astros bench coach, would later become the manager of the Red Sox. And uh, and uh, Alex Cintron, who was the Astros assistant coach at the time, is now the team's hitting coach, who both stole signs. So they both got they both got to go up in the ranks because they helped them cheat. That's what that's what probably hurts the most, is because if a person who is low on the ladder of success in that area and is able to go from assistant coach at the time to now the team's hitting coach, that's a, that's a pretty big that's an upgrade for him. So that's happy. That's happy for that's good for him, but terrible the way that they got it. For me right now, this uh, stealing compared compared to the Black Sox scandal, it's uh, throwing the game is bad and all, but cheating to win is way worse. Not only did they win the World Series, the Astros with it, they lost cheating in the World Series, and they're saying, "Oh yeah, we stopped cheating in and." Uh, We'd stop cheating this year. Again, going back, why would you stop if something's helping you win? Why would you go back to the old ways to to do that? And as I said earlier, the Astros 2016 record versus the uh, 2017 record was way was a big upgrade. Looking at it now, they went 84 and 78 in 2016. Then they're in, sorry, they're in third place. Okay. Now we go up to 2017. Look at it 101 wins. There's no way a normal team goes from 100, it goes from 84 and 70, 84 and about 70 to 101 and 61. There's just no way without cheating. And either way, you look at the splits of it. They went, look at all the splits. Jose Altuve went from batting 300 at home to batting about 100 on the road. So it just doesn't make any sense why they would do that. Okay. Um, Moving on. The CC Sabathia had to say about Angels 2A... uh, stars Shohei Otani on his podcast. He said that he is the. He said that he is probably one of the best players in the game. He said, "Are you kidding me? He can hit the ball 900 feet and throw the ball 99 miles per hour off the mound. Who else is doing that? Who else is doing that, bro? There's nobody else doing that at the big leagues level." Otani was named the 2018 American League Rookie of the Year. He posted a uh, .925 OPS and hit 22 home runs in just 326 at-bats while finishing with 3.31 ERA and 30% strikeout rate over 10 starts. I, I don't believe with that that he is the best player that he has ever seen. He played with Jeter and he played with Rivera. <laughs> they might not have been in their prime that much when he was with them, but still... I mean, a pit, a pitcher uh, a pitcher batter does not make you one of the best players in the league just because you can pitch and hit. I just don't agree with that. Just like Justin Upton, Upton said, you can't say he's the most successful player yet, but he's got the most talent. That's what about Mike Trout? Mike Trout probably has the most success for one for uh, the team that he's on, and he's one of the most talented players in the league, if not the talented. 
So I I don't agree with it. I, I don't. And then moving over with Major League Baseball, uh, considering its options are returning to play amid the coronavirus, Buck Walter, who manages the only game in MLB history without spectators, said fans are a critical component and having them and having games without them would affect the players. He said, quote, you need people there saying, hey, it's important what you're doing. We're counting on you. You need that emotional flicker, so to speak, that makes you realize why you do all these things, especially in baseball, where you play 162 games, seven, day, seven days a week. That's why I have trouble getting across to football and coaches, even basketball coaches. We play every day. We need that emotion. I agree th- with, uh, with that. The... They do need the fans because it's way more exciting to see to watch a game with either friends or be at the ball game than watching it just on TV because you can't get as excited if you're just watching it at home. You there, you're able to interact with the whole, uh, with the whole uh, stadium, the whole emotion, the whole uh, vibe of the place, and able to celebrate when other people are celebrating and be uh, upset when other people are upset. So I think that the baseball is going to be one of the sports are going to be very difficult without, um, without fans. Like LeBron James said that he doesn't want to play unless there's fan there just because of the emotional aspect that it adds to the sport and how it makes, the, <clears throat> it makes the players play better because it's everyone is counting on you. You're able to hear that. Uh, you're able to hear the emotion and hear how much they, they care about you and how much, much they want you to do well as compared to being on tv you just can't get that emotion at all he said quote i think what really hit me was how much of a lot of emotion of the game a lot of things are driven during the course of the game throughout the emotions of the fans we don't we didn't have any walk-up music it was pure baseball you could hear the announcers talking you had to be very careful what you said to the umpires because they could hear every word we don't we d- didn't have to use bullpen phones. Heck, we could just yell down there, but it was really different. This is him talking about the um, April 29, 2015 game where um, they didn't play with any fans. He said he continued saying, I think for everyone, the novelty of it wore off very quickly. We know it was something that we didn't want to continue down the road. Last week, M- MLB commissioner told uh, staffers, I fully anticipate baseball return this season. If games are conducted without fans, show, show Walter said it will expose the players who are self-motivating. This isn't such a bad thing, he said, but relying too much on self-motivation can become a problem because fan energy is another component of success in baseball. He said, if you keep going, uh, if you keep going to that well too often to self-motivate, it becomes a real issue. There's too many, t- so many times in sports when you're doing something so repeated. Repeatedly, that you just kind of get into that automatic drive, so to speak, mentality for a while, but you just need that extra juice. I agree with that because you, it's way more fun to play in front of fans because you hear them cheering you on. You're just like, this is why I'm playing. This is why I'm succeeding. This is why I'm able to play at the level I'm playing is because I have all these people supporting me and all these people helping me motivate whereas it would be tough to play without that because then all you hear is the players is the players talking to each other and motivating each other well i think that would be cool to, as a fan to hear like what is going on inside of the dugout and what 
everything is like. I feel like the quietness aspect would be difference between me because I, for one, like to when during the national championship during the playoffs, it was the college football. I liked it when they had the no when they had the no announcers. It was just the the fans. Like you could hear the player. Like you could hear the players. You could hear the fans. And that's the only thing that you heard. That's what I liked because you just are able to be in that to have the same emotions as that. Um, as the NBA's hiatus in response to the coronavirus has pushed past seven weeks, LeBron James remains steadfast in his commitment to salvaging some of the some sort of conclusion to the season. He said in a tweet, "As soon as it's safe, we would like to finish our season. I'm ready, and our team is ready. Nobody should be canceling anything." He then said in another tweet, saw some reports about executives and agents wanting to cancel a season. That's absolutely not true. Nobody I know is saying anything like that. As soon as it's safe, we would like to finish our season. I'm ready. Our team is ready. Nobody should be canceling anything. Earlier this month in a Zoom call with reporters, James said, I don't know if I will be able to have any closure when he asked how he would react to the 2019 season being abandoned for good because of the coronavirus. Uh... Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban, who has spoken on the possible resumption of play a number of times during the NBA's hiatus, was among the front office executives to address a potential return Thursday, telling CNN that he was cautiously optimistic we'll be able to finish the season, but he expected fans not to be in attendance. Multiple owners then also expressed hopes that the NBA would resume at one point. The NBA has to resume at one point because they're gonna have to they're gonna have to finish that season because of how close they are to the playoffs and how close they are to the end of that season. They're gonna wanna have a result to that season and because they've already had they already had the twenty twelve season paused because of the player lockout, they're not gonna wanna have that happen again. And atten- attendance if it does go back is probably gonna be really high because it's been 40 almost 50 days of no sports we've been missing sports for for such a long time that we're going to go and watch anything to do with sports that's why the nfl draft had such high uh uh uh, ratings is because everybody wants to see anything that is sports right now just because of how starved for it we are so that could be both a problem and a cons- and a good thing because we'll get sports back, but also the coronavirus could spread more easily because it's twenty thousand fans, thirty thousand fans inside of an arena, inside of a closed arena. So that's the only reason why I would think that sports would re- not return or would return, but with no fans. Uh, um, then moving on to NFL news, Brandon Cooks has been traded for the third time in his career in his in his six year NFL career. Uh, he was traded to the Houston, Texas, and he said that he doesn't see the moves as a negative. He said, quote, the way that I look at it, I take it as a positive and that I'm wanted and that I'm at a high level still. You look at all the trades. They were for a first rounder and this one going for a second rounder. To be honest with you, I'm blessed to be able to go around and play with so many different teams and different quarterbacks and different organizations. So I don't think of any of it as a negative. I look forward to it. I'm a guy that adjusts pretty quick. And wherever I go, I like to tell people I'm going to ball, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, last month, the Texans traded 2020 second-round NFL draft pick th- to the Rams for Cooks in a 2024th-round pick. Um, 
what I don't understand here is that why the Texans would trade DeAndre Hopkins and then get Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is good and all, but he's not DeAndre Hopkins level. That's what I don't understand. Why trade a uh, trade away DeAndre Hopkins if what you're basically going to get as a new wide receiver is Brandon Cooks? That's just that's what I don't understand. The Rams acquired Cooks in a fourth-round pick from the Patriots before the 2018 draft in exchange for a first-round pick. In Los Angeles, Cooks had 22, uh, 122 catches for 1,787 yards and seven touchdowns. Moving over to uh, to more NBA news, Heat uh, Tyler Harrow uh, said that if not for the injury, he could be one or two in Rookie of the Year race. John Moran and Zion Williamson are often at the forefront of the Rookie of the Year conversation, but another very talented member of the 2019 draft class isn't just sitting back and waiting for the season to resume. Heat rookie Tyler Harrow is training and working out inside of the new house amid the lockdown and is remaining hopeful that he can officially close the opening chapter of his NBA journey, which was put on a pause. He said, uh, I would say it went pretty well. I ended up getting hurt toward the middle of the year. I missed like 15 games. But before that, I felt like I was starting to find my stride, starting to prove myself. So I'm definitely looking forward to getting back. I definitely feel like if it wasn't for that injury, I feel like I could be one or two in the rookie of the year race. So I'm ready to go out there and prove myself again. Harrow ranks eighth among rookies in scoring, 12.9 points, seventh in 20-point games, nine, and tied for first with 2.1 three-pointers per game. Throughout the season, he has looked really well, to be to be quite honest. He's played very well, and he's said that, I just hope they open as soon as possible, he said, of practice facilities possibly reopening. Obviously hoping everybody's safe, but we would love – we would all love to get back to the facility and start working out and stuff like that again on a normal routine. If the season re- uh, resumes, Miami, who's 41-24, and 24, sits in fourth place in the Eastern Conference standings. The Heat won a, se- a season series 2-0 against the top-ranked Milwaukee Bucks, becoming the first team to beat Milwaukee twice this season. Uh, moving over to... The Little League World Series will not be played for the first time ever since the organization began. The uh, Little League International, which announced the move Thursday, also canceled regional tournaments and championship tournaments in other Little League divisions, um, including softball, but they said that the events would return in 2021. The organization was not, however, called off the 2020 regular season. Little League President Stephen Keener said that there was no reason for optimism that there was sorry. There was reason for optimism that teams could play the spring and summer, depending on restrictions in states and low locations. The Little League World Series has been played each year since the first tournament in 1947. Next year was supposed to be the 75th uh, playing of the tournament, but that milestone has been pushed back to 2022. Well, thank you for listening to E21 Go Sports. I'm Easton Durant. Please consider subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts and writing a review. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at E21GoSports. Thank you. You've been listening to the E21GoSports podcast, a production of Cogger Podcast Network.